Blog Talk Radio. Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. The first 100 days, Brian, the first 100 days. We're going to talk about the president tonight, the first lady. We're going to talk about some things, Brian, that we feel are important. And we're also going to get some opinions from a lot of other people out there. We have on the line with us uh, Brian, Mr. Larry Simmons, and I don't think we can find a more uh, person that's, uh, that's, that's really, really rooted and, and follows the first family, and he was with them before it even started. And, mm-hmm. Brian, we're going to have a good show. And uh, I tell you what, you're going to hear the passion. I know I'm going to hear it from you, Brian, because I know how you feel. I know how serious <laughs> you are about the president and the first lady and the family because you were there when he was sworn in. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it's going to be a touchy, touchy show. But you know what? We got to deal with this. We got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about it. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, I, I think the most compelling thing about um, the first 100 days is that when you when you look at all the naysayers and the people who said, you know, because even at one point I was kind of like, you know, and I'm just being honest, I wasn't sure if he was going to be president. You know, I had, I was hopeful, but I kept saying, I don't know if America's ready. You know, I was ready. Everybody that I knew was ready. My, my inner circle, so to speak, was ready. But I wasn't sure America was ready. And now, you know, America, in my opinion, has proven that if they're not ready, at least they, are, they listen. They had their ear to the ground long enough to see what he had to say, to to hear, you know, and to watch him. And, you know, and I think in the, in these past 100 days, you know, when you look at the, the moral barometer of the country, you know, I think that we're actually doing a whole lot better than people thought we would be. Mm. And, Brian, that's what, you know, uh, Mr. Simmons said that a few minutes ago. Uh, he said that just before we came on the air. And you know what, Brian, the, the beautiful thing about all of this is, He's taking it on his shoulders. He's not pushing it off. He's not uh, complaining. He's moving forward. A lot of people are saying that he's making bold moves that a lot of other people wouldn't make and they just don't understand. But he's committed. He's standing his ground. And, Brian, a lot of times what they're doing is throwing uh, smoke screens out there. They're Mm -hmm. talking about things that really aren't that important. They're talking about the first lady and what color she should wear and and her arms being out of her dress, sleeveless, and how important is that? We're we're in a crisis. We're we're in probably the worst time this country's ever been in as far as financial. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of sense does all this make? Why why are they doing this now? Should they have talked about this when the last president was in, and they saw all of this going downhill, and now that we have a new president in, and they're just do you do does it feel like to you, Brian, that they're just dumping everything on his shoulders? 
Well, you know, Greg, the thing about being the president is that you're going to get those types of criticism. You're going to get those types of, I mean, it all comes with the territory. And so just the fact that when you listen to the president and when you when you hear him, not just when you listen, but when you hear him, he has this authenticity about him that just, you know, that makes, in my opinion, it makes the haters want to hate more, you know. And it makes the people that are, you know, so infatuated with his demise just get angry. Yeah. And and that's that's the part that I just love about, you know, the way that the president handles himself. You know, he 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 knows there are going to be naysayers. And he says, you know what, I still love y'all. Let's come together. Let's work this thing out. He's not the type that will just push them to the side or go after them, you know, no personal attacks or, you know, anything like that. You know, he's the type where he's very, you know, he's very genuine and he's heartfelt. He's heart, you know, he's thoughtful. You know, and so when you see people out there talking about, well, he said this or he said that, you know, if you listen to what the president is saying, he's not talking about you per se unless you fit the description, you know. And so you have a lot of people that are out there just to see him, you know, they want him to fail. You know, you got the Rush Limbaugh's and the Sean Hannity's where they never even expected him to get this far. So now that he's farther than they expected, they really want to see him fail. And they're, they're saying everything he's doing is wrong and is this and is that. You know, and they have all these horrible things to say about the president. And it seems as if, you know, they're just blowing hot air anyway because if he's done this bad, why are the people so, you know, enamored with what the president is doing? That's a good question. Let's let's bring in the topic for tonight, Brian, and let's go ahead and bring Mr. Simmons on. Yes, the topic for tonight is the first 100 days. The first 100 days. And we have Mr. Larry Simmons, who is a lead organizer here in Tallahassee, Florida, for Obama for America. Mm-hmm. Mr. Simmons, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. How you doing, Greg, Brian? How y'all doing? doing? good. We're doing good. We're so glad Bless. to have you back with us tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, and I said, Brian, I don't think there's a more uh, intense person when it comes to our president, and and we see it all on Facebook all the time that that you're very serious about him, and you're not letting anything slide. Not not a thing, and I I meet them all, races, color, and creeds, and and crazies and and stuff out there on Facebook, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure for me. They just don't know. I love standing up for our president. I love it. Awesome, awesome. What do you think about the first 100 days? Well, I I think it was a success. I mean, in light of of the position that that our our last president left uh, for him to to have to deal with, I I, I think he he should make an A. You know, uh, he seems to be a blue-collar type, you know, where he rolls up his sleeves and He's he's been busy. I mean, he has a lot to tackle. Uh, this economy, he knows that as you know, as a com, you know community organizer, he knows and he understands uh, when a community is hurting uh, economically. And he's he's seen the faces of people and organizations trying to deal with with uh, recession and, and and families losing jobs and and you know as a social worker, you know we see we're on the battleground. We're on the battlefront every day. We see what poverty does to people. 
The Rock had that same experience as a community organizer. That's why he's working so hard for us. He's been at he's been at work hard for us these 100 days, and he's he's gotten a lot done. So I think he should be congratulated for being such a uh, consistent and concerned leader as the president. I mean, that's that's phenomenal uh, that we'll have a, a community organizer like having a social worker as a president. Mm-hmm. Brian, I think we have a caller already. All right. Uh, Greg, go ahead and bring that caller in. Okay. If I can get to the switchboard. Caller from the 202 area code. Are you there? Call yeah, from the 202 area code. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. This is Jacob Eaton. How you doing? Jacob, Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty glad, good. Glad to have you with us, man. What 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 question do you have? A comment do you have about the president's first 100 days in office? Well, what I can say is this: is that um, you know, I think it's kind of uh, funny and uh, kind of sad in some cases that we refer to the president as far as the first 100 days. Because we have to look at it like this. this the, the, country, the situation the country's in right now is a situation that goes back from, from 1980 when Ronald Reagan came to office. Um, we looked at this over the course of the past 29 years. We've looked at the destruction of the Union. We've looked at the, the, um, the, um, the wholesale uh, misuse of the federal government, um, the rise of the contractor in the government, um, we looked at the SNL scandal. We looked at the, the uh, scandal that we had with the banking, and Clinton did that. So all these different problems they have now, even NAFTA and things of that nature, and then it was all culminated with what happened with, uh, with our last President Bush. So when we take all that into consideration, uh, the guy's doing pretty good, and he's doing very good considering and that it's going to take some time. It's going to take a long time for this, this situation to get worked out. Yes, awesome. Hold on just a second, Jason. we got another caller from the 405 area code. Caller, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Caller from the 405 area code. Do you have a question or a comment? I guess not. Brian, are you there? I am here. I was just watching something on the news right before the show came on, uh, before we came live. And I was hearing them talk about Hillary Clinton and, and how much she's so her, her her approval ratings are much higher than the president's rating. What does that matter? Can anybody? All the lines are open. What does that? What? Why? What kind of? What kind of comment is that? What? What does that? What does? I mean, what's the reason behind that? Can I give a shot? Sure. I, I like to give a shot. I, I think. You know, that the administration is, uh, Obama, you know, his administration is so tight-knit, and they're working like soldiers together. And I think this is just the right wing, uh, you know, I, I think it's their way of trying to, to, to bring a wedge. You know, they're trying to get a little opening in there so they can get in and, 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 and help destroy this smooth operating machine. Now, I, I know that's not... What all of them are thinking, but I, I think that's what's going on in the minds of uh, a lot of the people on the right, who's mm-hmm. just trying to look for a way to get in and 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 divide uh, this good uh, administration. Uh, can I, that's can my I, opinion on that. Sure, go ahead. 
Okay, I look at it like this, is that pretty much Hillary doesn't really have to make any real decisions. I mean, yes, she has to make right, decisions. she's not the leader. But she's not the leader. So if she has higher ratings, honestly, so what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I got a different take on that. I think what they're doing is, you know, you have the white, the uh, the right-wing media and their whole thing is that all these, all the liberal media does is prop up Obama. They make Obama seem like he's the best thing since sliced bread. And so I think what they're trying to do now is have a little sort of balance where they don't give Obama so much of the credit, you know, in, and deservedly so. I mean, everybody takes a little bit of credit in, you know, what's going on. But as the chief architect, of course, you have to give the to do respect and credit to Obama because he's the one that's orchestrating everything. You know, he's the one who's calling he's calling the shots. You know, but what they're also doing is they don't, you know, and I'm saying this, you know, and this is my opinion, they don't really have as much respect for Obama as they say. So what they're doing is they're still putting Hillary Clinton above him because some of them hopes, you know, some of them had real high hopes that Hillary would have been president. And so many of them won't let that go, and they don't let it go because they see Hillary as being Bill, you know, the second coming of Bill Clinton, and everybody knows how Democrats just love Bill Clinton. And so the fact that Obama now is there, he's still not Bill Clinton. He's Obama. You know, he's much different than a Bill Clinton is. And so some of those hardline, you know, Clinton supporters just don't want to let that go. So they still have to give her her props, her due respect. Look, she's got better approval ratings than the president, as if to say that she's doing a better job than the president. Mm. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I understand that. Well, let me ask you this about the first lady. They're making it, it – well, let me ask you guys this. Is the first lady now – is she doing things different from the other first ladies that were in office? Is she doing something that that a lot of them didn't do? I tell you, I, I don't think so. I think what the, the whole reason why we hear so much about the first lady now is because she's Michelle Obama. You know, she's not a, you know, and this is no disrespect to any other first lady, but she's not like a former school teacher or a stay-at-home mom, she's Michelle Obama. She's got, you know, you know, her own mojo, if you know, if for lack of a better word, you know, she does her own thing. She's she can stand by herself, and you know, not as just the president's wife, but as the first lady, you know, and so because of that, you have people who just want to bash and they want to come after her and they want to say, well, look what she has on. You know, they don't have anything good to say, so they just find anything to say. Mm. Okay. You know, as as people watch, and I'm talking to the African-American communities, as we see the president take these hits, do we need to toughen up our skin? Because it's fair game. If I'm wrong, please tell me. It's fair game for people to say whatever they want to say because this is a free country. Well, you know? yes. I, I, I think people are going to always have their opinion, but, 
you know, Barack said it best during the campaign, and I, I think we need to kind of go back to some of the moments uh, during the campaign where he just some of that stuff he just brushed it off the, off his off his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, because it's really nonsense. And I think I think we shouldn't give it too much, you know, credence by 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 falling into that because I think there's something going on that's more sinister than the little cracks about uh, Michelle's, you know, arms being out, the color of her dress. I think there's something sinister uh, in this country that that's going on that's trying to undermine our president, you know. On, on oh, the way, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. you know with, with a lot of those tea parties and, and some of the things like what Rush Limbaugh says and Sean Hannity and Ann Coulter and, and Glenn Beck and a lot of these other right-wing nuts who are saying really, really hateful, racist stuff, you know, trying to bring our president down to a, a level where he's looked at as a a common person. And, and, and like I said, sinister in that, you know, Barack's success could mean the destruction of the Republican Party, so they have to fight back, and I'm and I'm willing to debate with anyone about what I just said. I, I believe that Barack Obama, his success, could bring the Republican Party to an end, an institution that's that's that had at one time was one of the one of the strongest uh, uh, institutions uh, in this country, is on the edge. Of destruction. I, I think when when any of us in a position where what we've been fighting hard for for many years, and it, and it could stand the chance of failure, we're gonna fight back, and we're gonna be unfair. We're gonna hit below the belt if we have to. If we're losing a fight, we're gonna do. We're gonna bite. We're gonna scratch. We're gonna we're gonna go for your eyeballs. We're gonna go uh, <laughs> in, in, in the in the sensitive areas to get loose. And I think that's what's going on, and 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 I, I, you know, I'm aware of that, and that's the way I look at. It. Hey, Larry, can I um, can I um, can I piggyback off that real quick? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, I look at it like this: the Republicans, or I call them the wingnut party, right now, it's it's pretty much on their way out, and they understand the writing on the wall. Uh, the same thing happened in uh, Great Britain uh, right after uh, World War II. Um, they, the, uh, the Liberal Party that they had there, what they did was they instituted na- a national health plan. And it took that Republican, well, their conservative party, it took them almost until Margaret Thatcher to even regain any form of power. So I think the Republicans here, they see the writing on the wall. They know if Obama passes a, health, a comprehensive health care program that it's pretty much it. It's curtain. So they need to try to get any type of division, any type of, uh, uh, of neg- negativity directed towards this gentleman, um, our, our president, and to try to derail that. And so the Republicans know that they're trying to do anything they can do to stop that because they know that if, if these things are instituted, that we're going to start to see a rise of the middle class again. It's not going to be on the same level that it was before. But we're going to start to see a rise in the middle class. We're going to start to see that America is going to start being in a lot better condition and that we're going to start to erase some of these, these, these difficulties and problems and, and this, this culture of greed that we've had in this country for the past 29 years. 
So you know, it, it's a threat. It's a threat to the conservative Democrats. It's a, a threat to the Republican Party. It's a threat to the moderate Republicans on some level because they know that if this man is able to pull off the national health care system, it, they know if he's able to pull that off that this country is going to change and that Americans, uh, their life will be in a better position, much better than the positions that we see ourselves in today. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Right, we have another caller. Let's go to the caller. We have a caller from the 404 area code. Caller, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Caller from the 404 area code. Okay. Oh, they didn't want to talk to us. They're just listening. <laughs> well, go ahead, Brian. I know you had a question. Well, you know, I was going to say, you know, give us, um, and this this actually is for anybody, you know, what do you think about Obama's uh, take on foreign policy? Because there was something that just occurred uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, the pirates attacking a U.S., you know, a ship with U.S., um, Sailors on it. Well, not, well, they were they were merchant ships, and Obama, in my opinion, acted very decisively and swiftly to get to bring that to a resolution. And you know, as commander in chief, you have to make those tough decisions. And you know, in my opinion, and again, this is my opinion, I think he w- he was right on the money. And it actually it was a pleasant surprise because I didn't think that he would act that swiftly. I thought he would use more diplomacy and so forth, but he just, I mean, he basically just stepped up his game there, you know. What's your opinion on that, guys? Do you, do you think that he that he acted in a way that shows that, you know, he wasn't just going to be a, a, a little mansy-pansy and lay down and let these pirates, you know, bully, us, bully America? Yeah, I think that he really showed what he was made out of. You know, he showed right there, it's just like, look, you know, I'm not going to play with you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. You know, try to get the situation resolved peacefully. But if, you know, you are threatening a U.S. citizen, there you go. Goodbye. And I think that was um, the proper course of action under those circumstances. You know, because these, these pirates are nothing more than gangs. They're, they're nothing more than, you know, I mean, I hate to use this term, but the scum of the word earth, or they're just desperate people. Um, I hate to be a little politically incorrect there, but that's the way I view it, and it was the proper course of action considering the circumstances. Yeah, Mr. Simmons. Yeah, Obama. Obama's just a smart man. He, you know, smart is smart no matter what arena that you bring smartness in. And you know, he he used the people around him in a way that that gives everybody an opportunity to express themselves. And he goes with with you know he he goes with the person that that brings forth that 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 best advice. And he went for it, being a smart man, and he said, "Go for it." And they went for it, and they did their job, and and, and that's just it, it shows that we have a, a commander in chief that doesn't mind doing what he needs to do to get the job done, and he used uh, good wisdom and smartness to do do what he had to do. Yes, yes, he did. Well, let me ask you guys about the media and how they're being disrespectful to the president and the first lady. How many times have you heard the media when President Bush was in office, the eight years that he was there? How many times did you hear them call him Mr. Bush? Other than MSNBC. (laughs) (laughs) You hear the media, a lot of them are saying Mr. Obama. Well, we have to understand this, too. Nowadays, we have 
Since Nerd is over at ABC, uh, I think I posted something on um, on my um, Facebook about that. You have conservatives over at ABC now. You have Fox News, well, Fox Entertainment, I should call it. I also posted another thing um, about uh, uh, Fox News talking about how just pretty much every day for the first 100 days, they've just been just, just railing on Obama, a president. So they're pretty much irrelevant. I mean, I look at it like this, is that these guys are irrelevant. They see the writing on the wall. Uh, at any point of time, just under the fairness doctrine, Fox News and um, that the conservative radio can get their plug pulled at any time. And I think they know that. And so I think what they're trying to do is, you know, holler enough and be loud enough to almost intimidate them from, um, intimidate the administration from pulling the plug on them and, and, uh, and, and moving the clock backwards to a time where you actually really truly had freeness and free press on the media and a fairness doctrine. So that's what I would like to see, but I and also understand the politics involved in it. He's going to have to probably wait for a second term to uh, do that. Okay. Mr. Simmons? Well, you know, I, I, in all honesty, uh, I, I've heard, I've, I've heard reporters uh Referred to to presidents as Mister at times. I honestly, I, I've I've heard that. Uh, uh, I don't I don't know if some of them may use that as disrespect and not use president. Uh, but you know, it it, it has happened. It, it it does happen. Uh, in in my opinion, I, I I've seen that happen. Yeah. But yeah. I think they probably use it more uh, with President Barack Obama. Perhaps. Well, you know, Greg, I was just thinking about something. If you look at the progression of the African American from being, you know, a slave, then called the N-word, then called boy, just to have them say Mr. Obama, (laughs) (laughs) it just, you know, I mean, so it doesn't really bother me. You know, it doesn't. It wouldn't bother me what they call him because either way, he's still the president. Yeah. He's still our president, and when I say our, I mean everybody. If you're an American, he's your president. You can't disown him. We couldn't disown the presidents that we didn't like. Y'all That's can't right. disown the ones y'all didn't like. Y'all don't like. You know, I mean, even with all the faults that our former president had, you know, even with all the the uh, the negative things that he did during his presidency, I still respected him as the president of the United right. States. That's right. You, you respect him. I mean, we, we may not like everything, you know, of what they do, but there's a common respect you should give anyone, you know, and and and, 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 and what they've been doing, they have gone to the point where the disrespect has gone way off the chart. And we, we as as Americans, and whether we you know whether we voted for Barack, or President Barack Obama or not, we have to we have to speak up, not in a argumentative, but you know, but in a you know, let's be reasonable. We can talk reasonable. Why do we have to disrespect our president? And I think when 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 we come at people like that without being disrespectful towards that person 
but why do we have to disrespect our president just because you disagree with his policy? And and really, when it all really boils down to it, these people are trying to protect their party. They don't want their party to be destroyed, so they're going to say anything at this point. And that's the way I look at it. I don't I don't really think they really want to disrespect the president. But like I said, when you're losing a fight, you're going to hit below the belt. I, you know, I used to wrestle a lot coming up, and I've done a little few little things to get out of a hole that I was being choked. I did what I had to do to get up out of that, that, that hole, and, I, and I'll cheat. I'll do whatever it takes, and I, I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people on the right are doing. They, they just feel like they're losing, and they may even lose their party. You know, so they're going to play unfair. They they're not going to be reasonable right now. Well, do you no do you think what. it's do you think it's the fact that they're losing their party, or is, is it the fact that the playing field is now being leveled? Because you well, hear them talk about this thing where, as soon as Barack Obama was the front runner, was you know, was going to be the person that was nominated for the for the uh, for the presidency, immediately they began to use fear. Mongering, uh-huh. and what they started yeah, yeah. talking about was socialism, socialism, socialism. Uh-huh. He's a socialist, right? Fear mongering, right? And and here's my question: What part do you see them playing? What? How is it socialism that we want everybody to have the opportunities that every that that only some people were afforded? Well, let's be perfectly honest. I mean. Let's Let's be honest. The United States government, the United, the way the United States government is structured, is that we do have elements to our the structure that are can be can be considered socialism. I mean, we have Social Security, we have Medicaid, so we have a social net. I don't think we need to run away from the term socialism. It that's what it is. That's where the way it's been for the past seventy odd years. We have elements to our economy that are socialist in nature. We also have Elements to our economy that are capitalist in nature. Mm-hmm. Capitalism and socialism are economic terms. Communism, something totally different, which is a political for is a political term, and that's something that we don't even have in this country. Actually, it didn't even exist in Russia at the time. So, you know, when people throw around these terms, we have to be uh, we have to be wise about these terms and say, well, yeah, that is the case. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, we have certain parts of our economy that are socialist in nature. We have parts parts of our economy that are are capitalist in nature. We are a mixed economy, just like every single westernized nation, top 50 westernized nations in the world are have these mixed economies. That's it. Mm. And what about what about? I don't know if you guys saw on TV yesterday. I see that the Republican Party. They put a group of guys together. I think it's the, um, I want to say it's the governor out of Minnesota and Jeb Bush and I can't remember the other people. That I, saw that I saw yeah. that on C-SPAN. I saw that on C-SPAN. Yeah, they're putting together a team, I think it's called the Listening Group or something. Yeah, wrong, yeah. Please correct me. It, yeah, that, that's what they're doing. They're trying to basically do some grassroots. Uh, I mean, they 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 trying to take a page out of uh, President Obama's game book of, of uh, you know, grassroots organizations. These people are really, really serious about, you know, their party not dying. So what they're doing is they're, they're, they're going to these town hall meetings. 
They're organizing, and, and they're going to bring their party back. You know, they're going to do whatever it takes to bring their party back. They're not only going to play unfair, but they're going to play fair too. They're using the same tactic that Obama used uh, as far as grassroots, uh, building a grassroots movement, getting people fired up, don't don't lose heart, man up. Let, let's do some positive things too. Let's go listen to the people. Let's let's regain our footing. Let's let's go out and talk to the people. Let's be kinder and gentler because I think that 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 Tea Party thing kind of rubbed a lot of people, even independents, the wrong way. Now, so they kind of like softening up and let's let's do the town hall meetings where we're not talking all this trash about Obama is a socialist or communist and all of this stuff. Let's be kinder and gentler, and let's go ask and talk to people. Let's let's listen to them now. I, I think they, they're trying all kind of tactics, and they're going to keep trying different things to they, uh, until they, you know, get the results that they're looking for. Well, let me ask this. Let me ask this. They want things, and they, and they complain about the way the president is handling and, and making this decision. And even in the... Even in the in the, the election, Mr. McCain, uh, Senator McCain, said some things, and everything that he said, it was actually attacks and saying things that Obama, or President Obama, is not doing. And now you even hear the Republicans saying that people from the left side, they're saying the things that he's not doing, but they have never given a plan on what they would do to fix anything. They don't have a plan. They keep they keep coming. They keep coming and saying things. If you listen to them, they're saying that he's wrong in this and wrong in that. But the same people that are saying these things are the reason we're in this mess anyway. But Greg, you know what though? Uh, uh, you know, and I and I have a few Republican friends, and 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 what I've noticed about a lot of them, they you know they 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 really don't listen to reason. <laughs> you know, they'll fall for that Rush Limbaugh stuff. You know, he you know, he has high ratings on his show. And this guy is a is a high school dropout. You know what I'm saying? You listening and this this man is basically the leader of the Republican Party. You saw what Michael Steele did, he went back on the words that he said and there's there's a couple of other uh, uh, politicians who who said some negative things about Rush Limbaugh, and they had to come back and retreat from their statements. So Rush Limbaugh, a high school dropout, who say all these idiotic, crazy stuff, people believe that. I have a I had a really good friend uh, that you know she was smart in school. You know, even she believes some of the hype. You know. She believed that actually believes that Obama is trying to take guns from citizens. That is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. At, I'm sorry, Larry. Didn't mean to cut you off. But see, I look at it like no, this. It's that, I said I look at it like this is that look, you know, if you want to run around following Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh is a draft dodger, yet he is the first gun-ho person as far as for any war that the Republicans start. And I, I just look at it like this guy is, 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 is intellectually dishonest, dishonest about himself, and a drug abuser. So we really can't really, I mean, if that's the leader of the Republican Party, great, because these guys have no ideas. The ideas that they have is pretty much convince the American populace that, 
they are for them and for small businesses and stuff like that. And the whole while the whole time, the only thing that, that really benefits when these guys are in power is large corporations, the banking institutions, the the military-industrial complex and things like that. Now, where I can see Obama having to do some work is he has to deal with these banks. He has to deal with these large, multinational mm-hmm. banks. Um, I was watching on I was um, watching to uh, uh, Keith Overman yesterday, and he well I'm sorry I'm on Friday, and he was stating that uh, that some of these Democrats went over party lines and actually voted for a bi- struck down a bill that would that would keep people from getting uh, foreclosed on their houses. So that's where the true fight is. We have to we have to turn back the clock or move the clock forward, however you want to put it. We have to. We have to protect the American people, and the way that we protect the American people is by getting passing good laws and good policy that supports the American people. That means good banking laws. That means good credit card laws, so that people don't get fleeced. And and and, and I, I look at it like that. I mean, that's critical. Whatever Rush Limbaugh is saying, fine. I let him say it because, hey, here there's only a small minority of people that go along with that. That uh. That, that type of philosophy. I mean, right now the president's ratings are in the 70%. Hey, that's enough to do anything he wants to do. If even if Hillary's is higher, who cares? This this president, he's in a good position, and as long as he keeps up the momentum and keeps up the good fight, I think that we're going to be. I think that we're going to have a good chance of coming out of the uh, economic mess that we're in and to undo some of the things, some of the excesses that have occurred over the past 29 years or 30 years or so. You know, you brought up an interesting point when you're talking about the banking system. You know, and I actually do listen to Rush Limbaugh because I just want to see what he's talking about. I listen to him a lot myself. (laughs) You know, and uh, one of the things he said was he said that this whole banking system uh, failure is Obama's fault. And, I'm still trying to figure out how it was Obama's fault when Obama only had one vote in the Senate. And everybody that voted on this bill, they voted on it with the, with the hopes that the banking system would not be greedy and sit on the money. Now, you tell me, does, whose fault is it when you have a banking system that now that they've been able to be bailed out, they have this money that's helping them because they said they needed the help, and now they have the right to sit on the money and not and not loan it out, not spend it. And this is literally, when you look at it, the lifeblood of this economy is the small businesses. The small businesses are what run this economy. Now, Obama's already said what he wanted to do for small businesses, Right. But the banking systems are big business, and they control the small business by way of giving out loans. So if they don't if they don't issue any loans to these small businesses, these small businesses can't operate. And if they can't operate, they can't get the tax breaks that the president is trying to give them. And if they don't get the tax breaks, they can't spur the economy. So really, who's trying to destroy this economy? Is it the banking system that's already gotten the money and they get to sit on it, $350 billion, when they really didn't even need that much? You have some, you have some credit unions that, and some uh, finance companies and some finance companies 
who decided that they would become banks just so they could get the bailout money. And then when they got the bailout money, anybody that was a risky creditor or uh, that had risky credit, they kicked them off. They found one flaw and they kicked them off. So tell me, well, why, do you think, why do you think it's Obama's fault? Oh, uh, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, that's my that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wouldn't give you a legitimate answer. <laughs> it's, just, it's just his fault because he's a socialist and a communist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that's about the big banks. They better be careful because if um, it's kind of like uh, remember Muhammad Ali fights and how he used to sit back and he would like he'd get, keep on getting punched and punched and punched. And then all of a sudden, I think it was a fight against, uh, what was that boy's name? You guys would know better than I would. Uh, the one where he sat back and he just let this guy pound on him. The rumble George, in the George Foreman. George yeah. Foreman, the thriller in Manila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Manila. And I, I look at it like this. I think Obama, uh, I think the administration is playing the rope dope with these guys. And they're going to let them hit them around. They're going to let them punch them around. They're going to think they're going to get some wins out of this. And meanwhile, the whole time, what's, what, what can the Fed do? We gotta look at the Fed. The Fed has the ability to basically nationalize the banks if it wants to, and I think it's going to be it's going to get to a point where it's going to be an overwhelming crisis. Hey, look, we have to nationalize these banks. You know, every federalism. By the <laughs> everybody's getting. I mean, not not a long term, not a long term, because he has to it has to look like that he doesn't want to really do this. You know, he has to look like, you know, the situation was so bad and so terrible and so, you know, so horrible that that we have to do this. And I think that's also coming probably sometime mid-next year, probably around this time next year we're going to see that. Um, if well, I look if, at the bar, as I said. But, here's um, my question, though. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that they have to nationalize the banks. Mm-hmm. Would that look like a sort of, Impropri- I mean, because you know the Republican Party will say, we've had these, this many years of the banking system being a free-flowing economy thing, and now you have Obama come in, and he nationalizes the banks. He's just making one step closer towards socialism. I mean, because well, that's the argument you'll get. Well, right. if this to nationalize the bank, I mean, look, people were perfectly happy with Freddie Mae and Freddie Mac before all this, uh, before they were sent on their own. In fact, those were the most efficient lenders that we had. Um, they have plenty of people over at FDIC that know a lot about uh, how to manage banks. Besides, besides, they take over banks when they get into deep trouble. So, you know, I, I don't feel that that scared about uh, so-called socialism in our country because it's, it's always been a, it's been an element of our country since 1930. And in fact, when we did have these elements in our economy. Our economy grew at rapid pace. We had a thriving and booming middle class throughout the 50s, um, throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s. We had a booming middle class. Only until Ronald Reagan came into office is when you start seeing the disintegration and the and the uh, entro- uh, the uh, entropy of the uh, of the middle class. Yeah, well, but I, we, I, don't, we, I don't really oh, think that I, I don't really think that's his intention to nationalize the bank. I've, I've listened to enough of his speeches, and I believe in the president enough to know that he has no intentions on nationalizing uh, banks or, or, or the financial system. The only people that can help these banks were the government. You know, had the government not stepped in, 
and, and until they get on their feet and pay back. We we like to throw around the word bailout a lot, and and Republican and conservative minded people talk like you know that that the government and Barack has just given these people money. We have stock in these banks, and these banks have to pay us back. And Obama shouldn't shouldn't stand back and just give them money or loan them money and not come in and say, hey, you can't pay this CEO all these millions and millions of dollars uh, to ruin your bank. I think government has should play a role when they have to bail you out. I think he needs to stay around long enough to get you straight and back on the right path. And then once you pay us back, then you can run things like you want to, but don't come running back to me after you've given millions and millions of bonus uh, money to CEOs and your bank is failing. You know, Barack is doing the right thing. He's getting them back on course, pay me back, pay, pay, pay back this money, then you can go ahead and do what you got to do, but don't come back running to me, you know, if you're going to be paying all this big bonus money to people. And that's what's going on. We, we're, these people are paying people millions of dollars when you failing. That's crazy. That's not capitalism. If, if we're giving, if CEOs are making millions of dollars and your company is losing money, that's not capitalism. That's crazy-lism. <laughs> that's crazy-lism. Let and me play devil's advocate here. And that's why this country is, is in a bad fix right now because Bush and his crew and the Republican Party has deregulated everything and hid everything, and they bankrupt this country. And they <laughs> knew that when Barack or, or, or the Democrats were coming in, they knew they were, you know, kind of fixing things up to make it hard for them to, 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 to govern this country by screwing it up. Who do you think got all the money now? Defense contractors and the oil people. And, and who who is who is George Bush, an oil man? Who is a defense contractor man? Hollaback, Burton. <laughs> Cheney. Let, let me play Cheney. devil's advocate here, um, fellas. Now, if you were to go to a bank and the bank loaned you money for your business, would you want that bank telling you how to spend your money? No, I wouldn't want the bank to tell me how to spend my money, no. Okay, and see, that's the argument that most of these huge companies that are being bailed out by the government, they're saying the government does not know how to run my company. Now, agreed, you know, they made deals with these people. Now, do I agree with them myself personally? No, I don't think these guys should get these $20 million bonuses, $10 million bonuses, and their companies going, you know, bankrupt. I, I totally disagree in that. But at the same time, I don't believe that government has the right to dictate what companies do with the money. As long as those companies say we're going to pay it back, and that's the one criticism that I have with the Obama administration. Well, when you lend money, you, you have to have stipulation. Right. Yeah, but I don't doing think the, the same stipulation. old thing and get different results. You can't See, and I think them. what happens is you have this, you have this not necessarily – you can't say it was impropriety because it wasn't anything that they did illegal. It just has the semblance of impropriety because you're saying, okay, you guys needed to borrow $40 million or $40 billion, and you just gave your CEO who 
caused part of that loss. He was responsible. He was at the helm. You just gave him a $25 million bonus because it was in his contract. But yet, last year, you lost $6 billion. So it looks like that something is criminal, something's criminal you know, going on, but really, it's just part of the way that they do business. So yeah, should was, government... There was, was some illegal stuff that was going on, though. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, it hasn't been proven. On, I mean, we, might, we might believe that, but that hasn't been proven. And that's, see, that's, my, and that's, that's really where I kind of, and forgive me for saying this, I kind of side with some of the more conservative folks on that, on that issue because I don't believe government has the right to come in after the fact and say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gave y'all some money, and we think that y'all need to now uh, not pay this guy this much money. Pay him less. Well, how much less should you pay him? You know, and I think that's really my only issue with it. And I think the reason that they went ahead and they passed that law about the tax, you know, taxing them 100% on the money and all that stuff, I think they did that because it was more of the perception of impropriety, you know, that they didn't want their constituents calling and saying, hey, look, I just lost my house, and you let that company take $40 billion of taxpayer money, and they just gave their CEO enough money in one check to buy every house on my block twice. Let me say this. Let me say this. If, if the banks are in trouble and they come to the government and say, we are in trouble, we are losing the houses, and, and, and you have to understand that these people have an oath of office that they have to uphold the president and everybody else in, 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 in office. Their, their first interest is the people. It should be the people. Now, if that bank comes to them and says, we are having problems, we can't pay our people, we can't do this, mm-hmm. if we don't do this, we're going to go under. Just like I signed a contract to buy my house and I signed a contract to buy a car, if the government says, we'll help you out, but these are the terms, Mm-hmm. And you take if you point. don't agree to the terms, then don't we agree. don't have a contract. Right That's now, right. if you don't pay your house note, if you don't pay your car note, you knew what those terms were before you signed that contract. Right. And if the government signs that contract and they write those terms and you agree to it, then you you have to stick with what the government says. You you if they say that we're bailing you out, we're helping you. You came to us. And these are the terms. You Government didn't give, come looking for them. Yes, you cannot give bonuses to such and such and such. Don't come back later and complain when the government when the, when the contract is already written and the ink is dried. You can't complain later and say, "Well, I don't agree with how the government is doing this." No, you 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 tell the bank that when you when you miss your house your house payments and you watch what happens. Mm-hmm. That sheriff is coming. He's gonna make you move out that house, and they're not listening to anything. Well, I don't like how you're telling me to spend my money when I get my check. That's right. They don't but want I, don't that. Think, I don't think it was an after fact. Uh, they, they went in. Obama said, you know, I mean, the first money that, that George Bush gave over, they, they didn't have any uh, uh, no, no stipulation. But when right. Obama, Obama being a smart man, he put some strings to that thing. You're not just going to keep on doing the same old thing and then keep giving you money like this. Heck no. And and I, I appreciate him for doing that because that's that's really throwing money down 
a, a dark, deep hole. If you give people money and not expect something in return, no, it doesn't work know? that way. No, yeah, it doesn't. So. Now, you're saying like this, we got to look at it like this. Now, if we want to take it from pure financial terms, that the bailout was basically we bought the United States government bought stock in that company, and right. if the states buy stock in a particular company, you should have a vote. You should have a say on how that company is managed because obviously people did not have the wherewithal, even though we have we have hundreds of years of financial history on how we manage things properly and how you, you do things so that you don't run into these types of problems. These guys went off and did the same things that happened in the 1920s that led to the Great Depression. So let's be perfectly real about this. These guys did the same stunt, okay? Yes. Yes. And, and, in fact, they even lobbied to get the laws thrown out under the Clinton administration to get the laws thrown out that would regulate them to say that they cannot do these types of loans and that they cannot do these types of things to people. So they knew what they were doing. They took a chance. They wrote part eight. I mean, hold their heart six. They made the mistake. So they get whatever they deserve. And honestly, I would tell them, look, yeah, yeah, we're going to tax you at 100%. Yes, because you failed as a corporation. And not only did you fail as a corporation, you brought the entire United States government to its knees. So with that in mind, if we can't put you in jail, the least we can do is tax you. Yeah. And you know, another thing, too, they're asking for the government to bail them out, but they're not bailing the people out that lost their jobs. They're not bailing them out. They never, they never, they never have. Mm-hmm. But yet you want to come to the government crying and saying, oh, we need this and we need that, and you get the money. Those millions of dollars that you're giving away, those contracts should end anyway based on how the economy is going, how the, the money is coming into that bank, and, and, and just, just flat out the way that it's being done. It is absolutely a disgrace, and I agree with the president, the way that these CEOs were doing with this money, they were throwing oh, yeah. it back in the face of the people. Everything is designed for the people, not the government. It is designed for the people. And that's I think right. that's where people keep missing it. They keep missing that. Right. The people that that are working every day, they are the ones that's keeping these banks open. If a bank and, the, and these companies and these companies, yeah. If a bank was on the corner and no one ever went into that bank and no one ever put any money in that bank, how long would it be open? So Not you long. never bite the hand that feeds you, and that's what they've been doing for years and years and they've years. They've been getting away for for years, and, and, Obama, and Barack Obama is putting a light on it. Yes, and there's a lot of money to go around. Mm-hmm. It's been going on, and let me ask you this question. I know Brian has something. But when you, now that the president is in, that good old boy network or that good old boy system that used to be in place, mm-hmm. it, it's starting to crumble. I it is. You guys see it. It, it, it's starting oh, to yeah, crumble. Oh, yeah, it's crumbling. It's crumbling. It, yeah. And you see people, and I'll say this, a lot of people that used to be on the top are afraid now. Oh, yeah. For many reasons they're afraid. Yes. You know, but Barack Obama is, is shaking hands with people that they call all these evil names. You know, they're, they're fearful. I, I think it's another show. <laughs> I don't think I need to bring that up right now. But <laughs> a lot of people are afraid, man. You know what I'm saying? If you're shaking hands trying to make peace 
with somebody you've been calling your enemy, then you begin to wonder, have our president sold us out to, to these people that we hate, that we hate? And, and, and it's caused for a lot of people to worry, but they shouldn't worry. Barack Obama is American through and through. He's red, white, and blue. I don't have no problem uh, trying to trying to figure out where his heart is. You know what I'm saying? He's put his life and his family life on the line. He's he's gotten more threats than any president in history. It's no fun thing to have to dodge bullets, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So he he's he's in there for the, all the right reasons, and we should make friends just because. You hate the Muslim. That that doesn't mean I should hate Muslims. You know, Muslims are good people too. You know what I'm saying? We have radical Christians. Uh, you know, that was a major bombing in this country by Christians. That was ex-military. So to to judge all Muslims as enemies of this country is just downright ignorant. It's downright ignorant. And also, let's Christians. <laughs> The Klan considers themselves to be Christian. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brian, are you there? I am here. Yeah, uh, you a question. Yes, I do. You know, what do y'all think? Uh-oh, hold on one second. Let me switch over batteries here. I know we have about uh, probably two or three minutes left. All right. I'm good, and we're good. All right, we've got about four minutes left in the show. You know, I want to ask you all, guys, you know, and this question is is for everybody. I want everybody to answer. What do you expect in the next 100 days? We have we have about two minutes, so make it short. Yeah, we've got to be short, yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 think, I think, you know, based on what I see on the news, the economy, it's beginning to to look better, uh, and I I think Barack Obama, you know he he was popular, but you know during the campaign I think once this economy takes hold and start improving, his popularity is gonna bust wide open, and I and I think he's gonna he's gonna bowl right on over all these naysayers. That's what I predict in the next hundred days. Mm. I- I predict that in the next 100 days that we're going to have a, a very severe and difficult fight for the uh, health care bill to get passed. Mm. And what about you, Greg? What do you think is going to happen in the next 100 days? Whatever the plan is, that's what I believe is going to happen. Say <laughs> <laughs> that, my brother. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I, know, but I tell you this, that everything that's going to happen is going to happen for our good, regardless of what any man says, because there's nothing new under the sun, and you cannot surprise the Father. And I know that whatever he wants to happen, that's what's going to happen. And, again, I just believe that everything happens for our good. We, you know, oh, yeah. it may be it may be an ugly situation right now. It may be something else, but it's changing. Things are changing, mm-hmm. and I, I truly believe that wonderful things are going to happen for this country and for the world. Oh and, yeah. And and hopefully, a lot of us Americans, which are selfish, that we only look at our country. There's mm-hmm. other countries out there that are right. going to be blessed all throughout the world. I, I really believe that. Yes, yes. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. We hope that these words help 
help you to be more, do more, and have more. Please join us on Wednesday night as we'll have another exciting show with a wonderful special guest. For that being said, good evening, God bless you all, and join us on Wednesday. Enjoy your brother. All right, yeah, it was a good show, guys. Thank you. <laughs>